have you done a escape room? I haven't done a real life escape room. I really want to. I just need it. I need the perfect crew. I'm not going any. I'm not going with any stragglers. I need people who are going to be focused, absolutely top of their game. Like their life depends on an escape room because that's the energy I'm going to be bringing. Uh, you know, we're not half ass in any escape rooms. You know. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like you'd have a good group of friends to go to an escape room with. Have you been? I have not been. I definitely have a group of friends who would probably really be good to ask about that. I have wanted to go. Um, but again, yeah, just like you said, like you need a, a good group of friends or a good group of like companions who are actually going to really be attentive to the escape room. And I, you know, I want to just bring up Saw because that's what we watched last night. <laughs> and, uh, no, you know, we like ta- we talked about Saw recently for on DDP for something. I can't remember Revenge or something. We talked about Death Games during our Revenge episode. And ah, uh, right, Saw. yeah. Uh, let's let's shy away from the from film and stuff. I I want to. I think the reason that those that the the escape rooms uh, exist, right, the real life escape rooms, is because of like the f- escape room flash games, right? Do you, like, if you went to, like, Addicting Games in, like, 2008 or 9 or something, it, it, just so many of the games on the top page would have been, like, Escape the Garage or, like, Escape, escape the, the Bowling Alley. Yeah, like, Escape, escape the, the Room became, like, a whole fucking, like, 13-part series or something like that. And I want to just tie that back in the games because, like, Escape Rooms are just the physicalized version of point-and-click adventure games. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like that's that's exactly how I felt about the escape rooms on like flash games and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't want to play like that just wasn't for me. I would say like, I don't want to play a point and click adventure game. At that time, I was way more like I need to play like shit with a lot. Like I need to play Devil May Cry or whatever. And like, I definitely find the transfer of medium like much more appealing. Like I don't want to point and click for the most part in like a video game. That feels like too rudimentary for the medium that I'm using. Whereas if I'm put in a room and they're like, welcome to Monkey Island, the room, grab this rope and this rubber chicken and figure out what the fuck it works. <laughs> like, like that sounds a lot more fun. But again, there's the tactile nature. There's also the fact that like in real life, they're putting on this fantastical magic circle around you. There's like a play going on that you're a part of in a sense, whether it be the maniacal man being like, hey, I've trapped you in my room. Now you have 60 minutes to escape. And he's like, you know, kind of like uh, doing snide jabs at you throughout as if he were GLaDOS from Portal. Like you are now in this fantasy. And I think that's really cool. And that's something I don't get from say a point and click adventure game. You're saying it's like performance art. A little. I think that's kind of interesting. I don't really think I buy it. Um, I I don't feel like escape rooms, like real life escape rooms, are like an art form. I guess um, I I kind of just feel like it's more of like a it's like a scavenger hunt isn't like uh, isn't like an art form. You know, it's it's like a game and there's a win condition and you know um, I you know of course I believe that video games. I've said you know many times on the podcast that I think that they're an art form, but I you know they're they're trans it's like a transmedia type of art form where it's like there's music there's visuals you know um and there's mechanics and i don't know i'd have to give that a little bit more thought i think we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves i I like this as like an intro but i want to talk about the essential features of escape rooms right so you've already said that they have like let's talk about just digital ones for the for the sake of or or let's let's have a let's make digital ones the default that we're going to talk about and then we'll just like 
specify real life escape rooms if we need to bring those up but it seems like they're the like the escape rooms are point and click adventure i feel like they are like uh almost like opposite of open world like they're like (laughs) you could not have like there's a claustrophobic it's linear it's like closed box linear it is linear in the fact that like you most likely this varies on like room to room and also games but like it's usually like here is the one solution at the end of the tunnel and you need to do these steps or these puzzles in this particular sequence in order to unknot the rope enough to escape. Right. I need to find the screwdriver in order to open the vent. And if I open the vent, then there's a code for the safe. And then if I open the safe, then I get a flashlight, you know, et cetera. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. So that's a linear progression of, of things. Whereas like if it were quote unquote open world or a, let's say open free flowing puzzle you could you'd be able to like find the code elsewhere to do the safe and or you could do the safe in tandem with the screw driving on the vent yeah i will say that i do think that they're not perfectly linear because uh like let's say you know for for bigger for bigger games right there may be several objects that you can find uh, at first and or there may be like, you may still have to solve the puzzles in a particular order, but you may find the glue before you need the glue, like three puzzles before you need the glue. Or perhaps like there are two puzzles that could be solved, you know, depending on which objects you find first. But at some point there will be, you know, a, a, like a limit or like an obstacle that, you know, you need to uh, complete in order to to solve. So there, there certainly ha- it has linear elements at the very least. Uh, okay, so claustrophobic linear elements um point and click you always always first person i think i think i've only seen them first person same i think i've only seen them first person as well i i could maybe wager that there are some escape room segments in like video games but like not an entire escape room video game with like a third person character i guess like narratively weak you're right like not the point of this usually when i'm when i think about the like old school internet versions of this it's like always like you almost like you're kind of awaking and and you're in this room and you immediately know that you're trying to get out of this room there's no like a complex storyline about how you ended up in the room none of that really matters it's just about like the exact like the 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 precise uh puzzle solving escape rooms sort of have the easy route of like one being kidnapped or something right like you're waking up in a place that's unfamiliar to you it doesn't have to be that you've gotten kidnapped maybe you got blackout drunk and somehow locked yourself in a room and (laughs) set up an elaborate puzzle but like one way or another it's a very it's a very familiar slash like relatable moment and feeling of like waking up in a place that is like you don't remember it you can't identify it quite right. Maybe it's like totally like, holy shit, I've never been here and I don't know who brought me here. What's going on? And trying to piece together what you can to like get either more information on your situation or just get out of there. And I think that's why, you know, it kind of took off, uh, or at least in part, I think like part of why escape room genre like took off on the digital side is like it seemed probably again it's a point and click adventure game so it's like i imagine easier to put together compared to a lot of other games you're doing a first person's perspective so you don't have to mess around with like making a character model or anything like that and yeah you could seemingly just iterate on these like a lot 
it's low buy-in for the player. You don't have to, it's something that people can talk about. Uh, it's like, oh my gosh, did you get past this part? Or like you look up a walkthrough, you know, it has this very like easy ability to kind of like get in, get very deep into this relatively simple game, you know, uh, at, without any of the emotional attachment that you would need. If it had a character, perhaps uh, one might feel like they didn't resonate with the way that character, you know, was presented or you know was crafted so the the elimination of a character altogether and it's just like you're seeing through the eyes almost makes it easier for you to jump into and and to you know kind of feel a connection with because we can we've all had moments where the space that we were in wasn't comfortable for us and that's the that's what the escape room is predicated on and you know i mean the fact that escape room itself is like a phrase that's kind of recognizable now as like its own game genre i mean it certainly wasn't a game genre 15 years ago it was a game or there were a couple of games like that you would have just called it like probably point and click puzzler if you were going to label it um i I mean it's i think it's so wild that they're real now like and and like i think about people who didn't exist you know 15 years ago and they see these like these escape rooms in real life and i don't know if they real i mean it's not like there are a ton of things that were digital first and then became physical you know i so the like the causality there is kind of lost on, on a person yeah i get what you're saying like a younger person wouldn't see kind of like the origin of this thing but i mean they're still not on... that they need to like yeah exactly but like they're still online they still have to attend school like they're probably like dicking around on armor games or some shit like that and they'll find escape the room 24 or some something like i i think it's just I maybe ubiquitous is like a strong word, but I do think that this uh, like flash game escape the room genre thing has like gone wide enough. Like that's why that they're real now. Um, something I'm wondering about the escape rooms though is like, is it always just one room or is it like, can you have multiple rooms chained together and still have it be a quote unquote escape room? Yeah. I mean, I, I think escape room as a genre does allow for multiple rooms. I think the reason we just call it escape room is because it was initially one room. Like, and your primary objective is always dealing with like the current room at hand. Like even if you escaped one room, you would have a new chamber to escape from. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you were in a, if you were in a bedroom, the bedroom is the, and you were trying to escape a house, right? Like you would eventually right. have to go. It's it's just uh, more complicated, you know, at that point. But I think the original ones were literally just like a single room, and you could look at like I remember being able to like look at the ceiling, like being able to look at the floor, and then you know having the four walls. So it was like kind of like six scenes basically um, that and that you could mess with. And then it's like like let's say I mentioned like a vent, right? If you you couldn't screw a vent, and then you and then there would be another look where you would click the vent, and then you would now have a vent's eye view basically. Right. Uh, so that would kind of be another scene, I suppose, that they would have had to make. But it's all still within the same within the same room. Um, I know that this is a stretch and and I don't stand by it, but when we were thinking about, about talking about escape rooms, I, I was like, Oh man, I'm going to mess with Carl's. I'm going to, I'm going to say that marble, marble games are, uh, escape rooms where the marble is just the person. Um, but I'm realizing that they're just mazes and that mazes and escape rooms are different because escape rooms are, are kind of mazes, but they're mazes that where they require like interactivity like you have to like talk. You have to like. Well, there's no there's elements. no big spatial. I mean, there's certainly spatial aspects to an escape room, but like a maze is 
mostly focused on spatial navigation and memorization. And in an escape room, you're not really getting that. Like you don't have to zigzag through the room a particular way to reach an item because it's blocked off otherwise. Uh, you just have to be like very aware of like your immediate area. But I think what you're kind of getting at, though, is like in turn, I, I said it earlier, like the unknotting of a rope. Uh, like when I think about puzzle games, I think about, uh, I think it's called knot theory, but like I th- I'm probably using it wrong. But it's basically like, here's a rope, it's super knotted up. How many twists or folds does it take to make it a, a straightened rope again? And like you can look at that on puzzle games or how you're designing individual puzzles and that then starts to tell you like how complex or easy is your puzzle like how many folds does it take for the player to undo your knot and from there you massage it with less or more folds i I really like that i think it works particularly well for this this genre and at some point you know i would like to do like a puzzle like a block puzzle genre where we can talk about like Tetris and Puyo Puyo and oh, uh, yeah. Luminous and stuff like that. Like, I think we'd, you know, we could talk about like what makes them good or unique or whatever. Um, earlier in this, in this conversation, you mentioned uh, multiple rooms. You're like, like multiple room escape rooms. Right. And if we take that to its conclusion, you know, we can look at like really successful games that were essentially just trying to get you to escape, but weren't, we wouldn't normally think of them as escape rooms. Like the portal series comes to mind for this, or uh, the Turing test is another one um, where both of which, you know, you're basically like a character who's like trapped in this, like, you know, very sterile laboratory esque setting. Um, There aren't really like enemies or anything like that. It's just about puzzle solving and like using uh, the tools at your disposal to try to, um, yeah, like escape the lab, basically. Escape the right? room, yeah. But, so we're in Portal. Escape, escape the room. I was like, why, can't, why can't I think of that phrase? In, so in Portal, I get it. Like, you know, companion cube is here, button is here. I want to be out of this room. You know, our our great goal, I guess, is kind of like masked in that regard. And I'm wondering if also maybe there is just like a hyper focus on like the granularity of the immediate environment because like portal chambers are still quite large right but when i think of being in an escape room whether i'm going in real life playing it in a flash game or playing it in vr i am picturing a space that is more or less the dimensions of my room you know like six or seven feet by six or seven feet something like that and having high high attention to detail like looking around every single inch to be like, is there a little tab I can pull that will reveal a hidden door? Or like, is there a key tucked away somewhere? And you don't really get that with like portal or portals of physics based, right? So like, yeah, that's part of the reason you're like the main puzzle solving aspect of it is like, well, if I put a portal here and I put another one here, am I going to wind up in the space in the spot where I need, need to be. And that just that level of like, portal because of the sterility of the environment there isn't a lot of interactable yeah uh, like understandably right and and you know then you're left with like the walls are basically the things that you're interacting with and every surface that you encounter is something that could be interactable and there's almost something overwhelming about that where it's like wow i have to try to figure out the best way the best place to you know put my portal and you know 
I mean, Portal gets hard. Like it does. I can't even I can't even really remember how it was difficult because it just seems so obvious. Like when I'm like I haven't played it in a few years, and it's like, yeah, I mean, can I just put it on a ceiling above the spot where I need to leave? You know, but but there of course there are some real challenges to it, and you can get stuck. Um, but it doesn't have the scavenging that uh, we were talking about with the with the escape rooms. Uh, and I you said pixel hunting. I think pixel hunting is such a good term for it where you know you get frustrated in, in an escape room and it's almost like uh, a rite of passage of like you know the tilt of the of these escape rooms where you have been staring at the same scene for however long and you're just clicking every possible inch or you're just hovering the mouse over every spot just to see that it, it, it creates that like it changes from like a cursor to like a hand or something. Exactly. You know, like a to- yeah. The toggle type of thing. Any sort of feedback that the player can get because they're just like so lost at that point. It's just like, talk to me. Talk to me just a little bit, please. <laughs> yeah, maybe escape rooms we can differentiate from Escape the Lab, which is like Turing Test, Portal, and Superliminal. You know, yeah. Because that really does feel different. Than, than like being trapped in one particular spot and okay i really like that you brought up uh like escape rooms versus escape the lab and you know i think if we wanted to put like pillars to each the escape room is really a very singular experience a very intimate experience i'd say because we're only going to focus out on like one chamber and this one chamber is going to get like all the hero assets meaning like the highest level of detail all this shit and the escape the labs is always going to be a series of chambers and you know maybe to push it a step further they might have broken this up with portal 2 but it's typically a linear series of chambers for escaping the lab um as opposed to you know uh i am glados i put you in this hub room now pick one of these five rooms like it's mario 64 blah 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 like that's that would be more of like open world test chamber type situation. Um, yeah, I think linear, like linear, linear gameplay is definitely an essential feature of these. Yeah, all the ones I named are, are linear. Yeah, and so good distinction. Like escape rooms. Uh, what would that make escape chambers though, or rather escape the labs? Uh, would these escape the lab genres like would they have more point and click? stuff associated or is it just like oh this is like a flavor thing we can do with the point and click adventure like you wouldn't see a game like portal with just one chamber that's what i'm saying right these are it's it's essentially micro chambers right like these escape the labs are just micro chambers where you have to solve like one very specific puzzle rather than it being it's like it's like instead of the to go back to the the rope analogy right instead of it being this like granny knot that's just like massive that you have to untangle it's a bunch of tiny knots like that are an inch apart along the same rope yeah along the same rope yeah so it's like let me get this knot free you know and it's like some so you're you're untying individual knots uh ultimately leading to that big granny knot at the at the end of the rope like the big finale puzzle and portal like that would be the big granny knot and you've been doing all these small knots along the rope leading up to that one whereas in the escape room it seems like there's not re- I mean there is a rope but there's just one big knot and like two little nubs of rope like you know on either side and you're now just mentally mentally or whatever like undoing that rope little by little you're not 
progressing to a new knot. You're just working on that same knot and getting different layers of it off. Yeah, I mean, the deeper you get into an escape room, the you know, like the more puzzles you solve, the the, the smaller the knot. Like you're getting, you, there's like gratification. You're like, oh my gosh, like I've interacted with eighty percent of the interactive stuff here. Like I've got to be so close, you know. And it's like you you are also like you're, it's like your knowledge is compounded, right? Because it's like. It, once you have examined everything in the room and then you finally get access to the screwdriver, now you know where all the screws are and you know all the things that the screw... So things kind of come together rather quickly, whereas um, that's not necessarily the case with these chambers, with the, the ones that are like linked chambers. Okay, I will say uh, that next time we're in the same city, I want us to do an escape room together. I, I was going to say the same thing earlier in this episode. Okay, we're absolutely agreeing to do this. Team Deep in the D-Pad going to do a, an escape room. Yes. 